105.9, it's the Vibe Show. I'm Kano the Don, the Vibe King. Man, tonight we got a special guest joining us on the show today, man. I'm talking about this guy's doing big things out here. We all love him, man. We love everything you're doing. And we love him. We really loving you on that ballers, man. We loving that ballers, man. I'm talking about the one and only actor. This guy here is a community activist, too, man. I got to put that in there, man. Doing big things out here. The one and only Carl McDowell, man. What's good, big Carl? What's happening, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. We just have some technical difficulties uh, at the <laughs> at the beginning, man. Trying to get everything together. I appreciate you being patient, man. And look, I also want to tell you from me and the Vibe team, I just want to thank you, man, for blessing us with this opportunity, my brother. Oh, thanks for having me, man. No problem. Anytime. Absolutely, man. How your day was today? My day was good, man. I'm here. I'm on the. I'm on the vibe show. <laughs> Doing something right. Absolutely, absolutely, man. We're gonna go ahead on and we're gonna we're gonna dive into it, man. We got a lot of people jumping in on the live, man. You getting so much love. My email's been going super duper crazy, man. People really, really love you, man, and, and appreciate what you bring into the culture, my brother. Are you serious? That's insane, man. I love hearing that. Man, real talk. So, look, let's dive on in, man. So, born in Chicago, because you got an interesting story, man. I've done my homework, done my background, man. And um, very, very interesting story. Um, your story is really, 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 really dope. Um, born in Chicago, the South Side, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, 35th Estate. <clears throat> Wow, man, and um, you know, it, it it was it was saying like you, you had some run-ins, like you know, being from Chicago, you know, um, a lot of gang activity, man, uh, was going on out there around that time. I'm pretty sure you growing up, and um, it, it's just it's interesting, man, like how how you ultimately just kind of dodge that situation, man, um, and and that's what I really wanna I wanna dive in dive into that man like what was what was it like um growing up in that environment and and what was your method and your ways um that you feel like kind of protected you and shielded you uh, away from it well so so in the gang i had my cousins and they were all gangbangers so i would hang out with them and um and they kind of like adopted me in the gang but I was never really officially part of the game. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, I did sports. I did other things that kept my time. So I didn't have to be in the game. So I would be at football practice. I'd be at baseball practice. I'd be at wrestling practice. I'd be doing all these things just so I wouldn't be out in the streets. Right. And uh, being in the game. Right, right, right. And and I thought I thought that that, that was so dope, man, because, like, um, you know, when you got into sports and stuff like that, football, like you said, also as well as wrestling, um, I thought that it was kind of funny too, man. And 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 shout out, shout out to this professor, man. Um, <laughs> shout out to this professor, Hello, man. Yo, yeah, man. Shout out, shout out. We gotta shout him out, man. <laughs> Because, uh, you know... Giacomo Leone, he's the one. Exactly, man. Like, if it, it, I really think, man, if he wouldn't have um, kind of, in a way, forced you 
to um to take this role man um i i don't think that i don't think that we would we would be uh having this conversation right now what you think we definitely wouldn't be having this conversation like i really i was all about football i just wanted to play football and they would give us these like classes that like coaching baseball coaching football theater practicum and i had to so i had to take the theater practicum class but all my teammates was like telling me to take the class because they never go to this class. It's an easy A. You don't have to go. You can get a grade. Right. So I took the class thinking I was going to get an easy A. And I never went to this class, which my teammates, when they said they never went to the class, they was exaggerating that they skipped class from time to time. Right. But I took it literal and I never went to this class. And the teacher did not like that. He called me up and he said, uh, I can't give you a grade unless you uh, do a play for me. And, of course, I didn't want to do the play. I didn't even think about acting at the time. Right. Um, I went to my team. I went to my coach, and I was like, Coach, look, this guy want me to do a play. I don't really want to do it. Can you get him off my back and make him give me a grade? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the coach was having none of it. He thought it would be a great idea if I did the play, and he brought the team to laugh at me. Uh, and I fell in love with it, man. I fell in love with it. So I Yo. do thank Giacomo Leone for Making me do this play—that's crazy. Of Mike man. and man, absolutely. And, uh, it, it, it led to me loving acting. Shout out to him, definitely, man. Like that's that's major, man, and and a major um, life changer. And and I just thought that that was real interesting that um that you shared that that story, you know, with with the listeners, man, because it's it's crazy how certain things could just alter your whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you didn't even think about it at the time because I was still playing football. Right. So I did the play. I was in love with acting. I loved it. I, I even did a couple more plays. I did uh, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, The Wiz. And I was doing these plays, but I really wasn't paying attention to the acting part of it. It right. was just something else to do right. to waste some time. Um, but then after I hurt myself playing football, and it was like, okay, football is not an option anymore. Maybe let's check out that acting thing. Right. And that's how it came about. But I would never have thought about acting unless this had happened. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. So look, now I, I wanna know like like what 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 really you think that in the midst of you doing the place, because like you said, um, you know, you got hurt and then that's when you kinda got into acting or whatever. But like transitioning from like playing sports and not even really having a real interest in even you know, theater, acting, or whatever, but actually, like, when you actually done those those plays and stuff, like, what was the feeling? Did, did anything spark in you when you got good uh, feedback from, from actually doing doing the gigs? It was, it was, it was, it was the good feedback, but I, I didn't even think, like, I didn't think I'd be good at this. I didn't think, like, I didn't even know about acting. So, I mean, I did the play, and I did it just for the grades, so I wouldn't. So I could play football. So it was just really for the love of football that I did this thing. Right. Um, but after the play, after like the first run and going out and you like, after the play, you meet everybody, you shake hands and people were coming to me and saying like, how long have you been acting? And I was like, well, this is my wow. first time. And they thought that I'd been doing it for a long time. And so that kind of stuck with me. I, was, I, I felt like I was good at something right. else because the only thing I was really good at was sports. So now I can be good at something else and people seem to enjoy it. So people like it. I'll keep doing it. I'll keep doing it. I'll keep doing it. And it blossoms until this whole career. 
Right, right. You know, another thing, too, man, that I, I thought that was interesting within your story is, um, you know, I just I just admire you as a human being, too, man, and, and, and the work that you put in in the community. And um, let's 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 talk about power, man. People over the, uh, the world in racism. Let's let's talk about that. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we can talk about it. It was uh, my freshman year of college in the Illinois Valley. It was Oglesby, Illinois. I had this mentor named Kim Abel, and she thought that if you, because uh, Oglesby, Illinois is mostly white. It's really all white, and it was like a few of us, just the people that came to play football or basketball was the only black people in this town. Right. So it was a really racist town, kind of. Kim Abel thought that if you get to the kids young enough, they'll see that black people ain't that bad, and they won't be as racist. So we would go around to these, like, have these gyms, have the kids come play basketball. We'd play with them. We'd do, like, arts and crafts. we we do all kind of things with these kids and let them see that black people are cool and we're all right. We're okay to hang out with. And I think it did a lot of it did a lot of work in Oglesby, Illinois, because it became less and less racist right. as we were there. So that was really fun. And I still believe that if you get to them early enough or if you... Like, you know, integrate early enough, you can kind of end the whole racism thing. Right. Because, like, you know, when 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 you're a kid, man, when you're a child, a baby, you know, it, it, it's th that's at its purest form at that. So I, I do feel like um, racism is something that's taught. It's something that's taught. Yeah. Something that you see in the home. Right. You see your father don't like a certain race. You're gonna tend not to like that third race. You see your father like the Cubs. You're gonna tend to like the Cubs. It's basically you mimicking what the adults in your house do. Yeah. But absolutely. if you can get to them early before their parents mess them up with that stuff, uh, they can they can make the choice of themselves. Like, oh, I see they're not that bad. Right. Right. Man, what what was the um. What was the transition like when you hit Hollywood in 2004? Because like you made your mind up. Um, what what really kind of kind of pushed that thought? Like, you know what, man, I, I really want to pursue this, and and if I'm gonna do it, I'm just gonna head to Cali with it. Uh, okay, so I hurt myself in semi pro. I, learned, I really wasn't supposed to be playing semi pro because I was playing college football at the same time. Right, and you're not supposed to do that. Wow. Uh, so I hurt myself playing semi pro ball. I had to go back to school and tell the team that. I hurt myself and how I hurt myself. And that was kind of it for football in general. I was in school to be a teacher, but I was like 23, 24 at the time. And I didn't think, I thought that if I became a teacher, that life would just really pass me by. I'd be 40 years old. <laughs> I'd still be like grading papers and just be a teacher and that'd be my life. So I wanted to do something different, see if I can come to LA right. and make something happen. And, stand-up comedy or acting, see what happens, you know what I mean? It really wasn't, I really didn't come out here set out to make it or anything like that. It was really more of a change of pace just to see what was going on out here. If something happened, I'd stay. If it didn't happen, I'd go back, finish my degree, and be a teacher. Right, right. But I never had to go back and be a teacher yet. So. <laughs> Absolutely, Things man. Things were happening. So, like, moving, moving out there, though, like, what was the vibe like? Because that's 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 a big transition, man. And you know, it's it's, it's pretty fast out there, out there in Cali. You know, um, you know, I, what was what was that like transitioning from um, where you were from to transitioning out there to live? Uh, 
the transition is, is, is actually an easy one, other than the money situation. Like, cause it's so expensive out here. It's not that expensive uh, in Chicago, where I'm from, like the South Side, or and and like in general in the in the hood, it's not that expensive. Right. But out here, it's so it's so expensive. That was really the only thing. But I mean, the weather is better out here. Like the yeah, opportunities are better out here. There's yeah. things out here they pay you for that they'll lock you up for in Chicago. <laughs> so there's more freedoms out here. There's more freedom to be to express yourself, to to do art, to do whatever you want. Really, right. this guy's the limit out here, and I I kind of figured that out early. So it was a it was an easy transition in that way. Now it was a culture shock, people wise, and and just the way how laid back LA is. Right. Because um, when you're a hustler from Chicago, you used to go, go, go. Yeah. And you yeah. get here and it's kind of all laid back. Like, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see, <laughs> let's see what happens, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's just from getting used to. Right. Right. You know what? 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 What's crazy about it, though, man, is um, it just it it, it was blowing me away because you 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 produced. You write, you direct, act, and you edit. Like I'm saying, like that's that's the full package right there, man. So like, um, getting into getting into all of that was that did that come from meeting the right people, or that's something that you already was into um, prior? It came from necessity, really. Like uh, we were from me writing, we were on the set of The Longest Yard, me and these, me and these background we was all doing background work right and we had a contest we would see who would write something it was me my friend jody and my friend jason newdecker and we would see who like let's write something if if one of us writes something really good we'll produce it and we'll shoot it and it'll be a short film and we'll have that under our belt right so i wrote this thing called hell of a day on the skyline and we decided to shoot that and write it out and make it happen so that's what we did and the editing thing came because we wanted to edit it. I was paying this editor, but he wouldn't do the things I wanted him to do. So uh, I had to learn how to edit so I could get it done my way. <laughs> right. That was, right. Really, that was really how that was. Man, shout That's out to that editor, man, for being like that too, man. Because all he did was enhance the game. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him too. <laughs> Man, that's the, you know, I want to ask you too about Adam, man. Like, what was it like working with him? And you know what? They, they had a, um, that was an all star cast too that actually worked on The Longest Yard. What, what was that experience like? That experience was everything. Like, it, it helped me see how, like, how to, it was doing back, I was doing background work at the time. And, it, and um, so they had pulled me out and I had a thing with James Cromwell. It was really cool. It was like my first big thing. But just to get to see Adam Sandler, how cool he was and how he interacted with everybody, yeah. how cool everybody on that set was. And it was all stars. Like it was Nelly, it was Stone Cold, it was I know. it was uh every it was everybody, Michael Irvin. Yeah. There was so many people Michael on that Irvin set. Was, man, Michael Irvin was was uh, he he be playing the tough guy, man. It, it was dope, man. Like Yeah, um, and I mean at the time I'm a big football fan, I'm a big wrestling fan, yeah. I'm a big all these fan, I'm a fan yeah. of all these guys. Wow. And I get to see them. Burt Reynolds was there. Exactly. I got to meet Burt Reynolds and hang out with Burt Reynolds. It was like the time of my life and everybody was so cool and they kinda teach you how to be, you know, like this is how you should be if you get up here. You should be this cool, you should be this humble, you should be this gracious to be able to do something like this. And I learned that from that set. 
Wow, man. Shout out to the cast of The Longest Yard, man. All, all of those uh, cast members that was on there, man. I'm talking about all-star cast. Super, super dope, man. Just those experiences alone, though, man. Like, it, that, that type of stuff is priceless. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie, Carl, man. I'm, I'm, I'm upset about the whole ballers thing. I, you know, I want to talk about <laughs> it, but, and and I, we gonna get to that part of it. But let's talk about um, ballers and how that opportunity came about, which I absolutely love this show. I think that it's so fresh and it's so up to date with like the times and the atmosphere right now, man, all-star cast, hell of an actors in the movie. I mean, it's just, I, we, we, let's, let's talk, let's, let, we're going to go into it in phases. Because <laughs> I'm serious, man, I really get pissed off with this thing, man. But we're going to get into that, Carl, but let's just talk about um, how this whole Ballers thing came about. How it came about was, uh, so my manager's from Florida, his name's Andy Anderson, and he, uh, He's a huge rock fan. He loves the rock. Right. And he was telling me about this audition. This audition is it's like entourage with football. It's the rock you're going to go up for. At first, I went up for Fat Reggie. So I was up for London, London's part. And I went in, I auditioned for it like three or four times. Uh, didn't get the part, obviously. And uh, so my manager, <laughs> my manager called me back and he said, hey, that, that show wants you to come back in. They got another role for you. Uh, and it was the TTD role. So this is the the one where I'm watching her right. and uh, critiquing the Scarlett Johansson situation. That's the audition. So I uh, get really stoned at night. I watch her and I'm thinking like all the things that's on this page is what's in my head. So it really wasn't any action involved because it was really how I was feeling at the time. So right, right. I go in, I do this. I, I, I auditioned for it. And again, it was like three or four times, uh, a long process. Uh, and I didn't hear anything back for like four or five months. So I kind of forgot about the whole thing. Come on. And then my manager calls back and he says, hey, uh, you, you booked that part, the one with the, with the rock. And I, I had forgotten all about it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And he's like, no, the one with the rock, the one in Florida. When you, when, when you got the call, like, and, and like, what were you doing in that particular moment? Because, like I said, you like you said, you already forgot about it, was done with it, um, and then you got that call. Like, what like what were you doing like in the moment? If you can, if you can remember, I was sitting at home playing video games. <laughs> I was playing video games. I get the call. Yeah, and uh, and I'm, I mean, I was kind of annoyed that I had to put my game on hold, kind of thing. Like, oh my, who is this? Yeah, yeah. And it was my agent. It was my manager calling me about this part, and and I remember just like kind of. <laughs> like fist pumping and like walking through the house like hell yeah this is gonna be this is gonna yeah. be fun and that's how it was I mean it was so, and it was so much fun I mean it didn't disappoint right yo at at, at, at that time like um with with seeing the all-star cast um the writers the the whole the whole setup the whole makeup of it all um did, did you know that it was gonna gonna be something big because it, it it really really is one of it, you know one of my one of my favorite 
one of my favorite shows that I actually locked into because you know it's it's so much stuff out there, man. So much stuff out there to watch right now. So you you have yeah. everybody got their favorites and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's like it was yeah. in, my, in my category with your powers and you know I actually because I don't be watching a lot of TV no more, man. Like talking about it, but I got my shows that I lock in on, and and this was one of them, man. And did you did did you did you guys know that it was gonna be um, that impactful like it was? Not at all. Like, um, at first, I mean, like, when I got the part, they said it was like entourage with football and hit the rock. So, I mean, in my head, I'm like, how could this fail? Right. <laughs> I cannot, yeah, this really cannot fail. But at the same time, I was only called in to do one episode. So I was going in to do one episode. Uh, so I didn't have, like, high hopes or anything. Right. I just, this was just another job. I'm going in, I'm doing this one episode, and then I'll keep grinding, see what happens. Right. But I go in, I do an episode, and they asked me if I'd come back and do another episode. And I came back and did another episode, and then they asked me if I'd come back and do another episode. So I got three episodes out of that uh-huh. one season. And then the next season, they wrote me in again. And the next season, they wrote me in again. So it was kind of like, I didn't know that it'd be big. I didn't even think about that. I was really just thinking... I can get another episode or not. And I ain't gonna lie, man. Like I, I, I love, I love the, um, I love the character that you played in that man. Like you know, um, it, it just, it, it was, it's sort of. How, how much of that character um, is you? Uh, a lot of, most of it, really. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a flashy dresser. Right, right. Really, I don't wear chains and jewelry or anything like that. But other than that, I think that that whole that character is me. I'm, I'm a really good friend. I take care of my friends if I can. Uh, I'm a really sensible, like I like to do things the right way. Right. <clears throat> uh, smoke a lot. <laughs> that's, that's another shout thing. Out, shout pretty out to much that, me. Man. Come on, man. Shout out to that, man. You know what I mean? That's another thing. Like, you, you get in trouble in Chicago for but here you can do whatever you want. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you in Cali, baby. Well, the good, yeah, I mean, the, good, yeah. the good smoke at. Oh, my God. I didn't even, yeah, so, I mean, I got to even do this in Chicago, but here, um, I'm spoiled with the good stuff. Right, right. So, I mean, what what, what we think, a future dispensary, or, 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 I mean, like, what? Well, they say, I mean, like, because my character is such a stoner, they say, <laughs> like, I should have some sort of strand, yeah, or yeah. some sort of dispensary, or I should get into that world, and I, I feel like I'll probably join that world at some point. Right. But I, I mean, you know, I just let things come to me. Yeah, we'll yeah. See what happens. Kind of organic with it, um. That's dope, yeah. Man. Uh, you know, now, now, of course, I just, I, I, and I'm hoping that you got some form of answer for me, man, of of why Ballers didn't get picked back up. I mean, uh, who, who do I need to be really upset with? Is it HBO? Or, <laughs> you know, for real, man. Like, I'm just trying to understand, like, with all of the shows that's out there, all of the whack shows that are out there. And I'm yeah. just trying to understand how a show so dope from, I mean, every character in there, from big roles to small roles, everything is dope. The visuals are dope. It's up to date. It's current. It's fresh from your, your dress styles. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything you can possibly imagine to keep you locked in on it. The storylines are super, super dope. So I'm just trying to understand. And, I, I, and I'm, I, I'm like, what do you mean? It's, it's, that's it. I'm looking. I'm looking at your post too, and I'm like, "What? Like, man, Carl with the comedian stuff, man. Come on, man. Like, you tripping?" Then I start looking at it, and I'm like, "Yo, that's it." 
Like, what's, like, what's up? <laughs> uh, I don't know who to be mad at. I don't, I don't know who to be mad at, really. Uh, I will say uh, <laughs> the Dwayne. I don't I think he got too busy. I think he's too busy for it. Man, and you, you see, see like, he, just, he put out a movie every month, I think. <laughs> I just don't think he has the time for it. I don't think oh he can do it anymore. God, man. Um, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I don't, I don't really know if that's the case. I don't know. But I don't like they wouldn't have canceled us. We don't, we're on top. We got the numbers. Uh, we we could have kept that thing going for a couple more years. I thought exactly, exactly. I mean, because like to me, it's it's just as dope as power, man. Like seriously. It, it really, it really, yeah. it really, really is, and I, I, I didn't foresee that, like not coming back, because it's not like one of them shows where it's like, you know, it's good for the, you know, the, the first, first two or whatever, and then, uh, it kind of fades yeah. out on your, you know, what I'm saying or the story start not really being that good or whatever, you know what I mean? But this right yeah. here was really, and it just really started heating up, if you ask me. This is our best season, like really. This is our best season. Other than season like one and two, this was like my favorite season. Right. Um, and I mean, we were still on top. We had the numbers. I guess it's a go out on top kind of thing, like Michael Jordan in the nineties, where you go, you hit the game winning shot, and then you <laughs> yeah. retire. I guess that's how I think that's how we doing it. But Man. I mean, I felt like we had a couple more, a couple more seasons in us. If you have a hit show, I think you just let that die off. Exactly. I just don't die off. I don't think you pull the plug on it like that. that exactly. It hurts. It hurts, but I mean, I guess they, the powers that be got something in mind. My thing, how did you, how did you find out, man? Did, what, did, did, did they tell you the record or, or they gave you that much respect with it or, or, or was it was an email or something or, or, or a letter or something? Oh, man, you asked me a good question. All right, so. <laughs> Let's do this back on the damn show, baby. I'm telling you, let's go. <laughs> Man, digging. All right, so uh, I kind of found out the day everybody else found out. So it was like uh, right when the when DJ was tech when he was putting out the the post. It was maybe I was I remember I was in Tennessee. I was at a zoo and I was getting text from Chris and I was getting text from London saying, "Hey, Dwayne's putting out a statement today. Chance is gonna be it. That's it for the show." Dwayne and statement. then we all start texting around. We all start texting around and like. Is this true? Is this about to happen? Is this real? And everybody's like, yeah, this is happening. This is what's going on. And then an hour or two later, he did the post, and that was it. What did the original post say, man? I'm, I, I got to go look at that. What Can you can you recall what it, what it said, man? Uh, I really can't because I remember not really wanting to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this meant that, you know what I mean, like, this is it. This is my job. It's done. I don't really care what you have to say at that point exactly. I just I, so I never really watched the whole video I just know that the video exists uh, and that is over man I ain't gonna lie man that's that's whack man <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm but I mean he, he broke a lot of hearts though with that one because I mean like I, in the streets and I'm getting a lot of love for this show and I love everybody for the love and a lot of people coming up Heartbroken, like uh, this is our this is our favorite show. This, we love this show. Why is it ending? And I mean, I, I'm I'm with him. I'm heartbroken with him. I was just so I, I love the show. I love the show. Man, I'm just like I, I'm. Oh, Carl, 
man. You know what, man? That's why we got to position ourselves, man, to be the creators, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because, man, it's yeah. just, you just never know. You know what I'm saying? You just never, you never know. know. Thinking you going to work and then you see our, our Instagram post. Hey, guys, uh, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure working with y'all. Uh, you thinking you going to get a bag for another season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, like, if they'd have told us, if they would have told us while we were shooting, it could have been like a thing, like, you know, a farewell. We know that this is it. We know that this is the last shoot, this is the last episode. Right. And we can maneuver like that. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the shoot, we could hug it out and be like, all right, that's it. We ain't never going to see each other again. Yeah. But we didn't find out until, like, a week before the show aired. So we had already done all the shooting. We had already done everything. And now we find out we're not going to see each other anymore. So that kind of hit us a little bit, too. Yeah, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, upset about that. It's gonna take me uh take me a little while to get over that one because I had just really started really getting into it, man, and encouraging other people to go and check it out who was actually sleeping under a rock on the show. But uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But man, we 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 gonna we gonna move on because you know God got big and better things, man, in the making already for you, my brother. Super talented, multi talented. They can't stop you on that one. But I want to ask you though, um, from what mistakes you've learned in your career in the business that um that you can share with other inspiring um uh, actors mistakes i've learned uh i mean i don't know maybe not to be so trusting because you know like everybody talks a good game out here but not everybody is on a good game out here so i probably wouldn't be as trusting as i was because you get burned out here and that's when you get burned in LA, kind of like, all right, I want to go home. Like, <laughs> you know, I want, uh, yeah. I want to not do this. I didn't know, I didn't know it was like that out here. I didn't know it's the Wild West, and then, and there's so many people out here. That, like, you want to come out here, you want to do your art, you want to, you spread your art around, and you got all these people out here with bad intentions that take advantage of that. So, <clears throat> I would say not be so naive, not get taken advantage of, not. Uh, I'd approach everybody in the same way, you know? Uh, right. I, would, I would do that. And I'd be more patient, too. Because you come out here and you're thinking, like, this has to happen right now. Like, the day I get out here, I need to be a star. I need to be on movies. I need to be on pictures. I need to be on TV. I would... The patience thing. You just got to have patience. If it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. When it's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen. And, I mean, I think I was kind of jumping the gun. Like, I think I need to be, a, I need to be on TV now. I need to be in movies now. Right. But the thing, it just happened organically, and I should have just let it happen organically. Absolutely, man. I definitely got to read up how to clap it up on that one right there. Very well spoken from a king. You know what, though, man? You, you uh, like I say, multi-talented. Um, you also a musician and um, played a bass in a band left on Laurel. Uh, let's, talk mm-hmm. about, let's talk about that for a little bit. Left on Laurel, uh, yeah, some of the band. Oh, it's uh, left my on friend Laurel. Michael Rosen. Left, left on, on Laurel. Okay, yeah. my bad. Uh, yeah, it was my friend Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, he was Lex Luthor on Smallville. Yeah, and uh, and we have our other best friends, Kent Irwin, Rob Danson, Tom Lally, and me. And um, we started playing covers in my friend's basement. He was just. We would play softball, and he'd be like, hey, let's go in my basement and just 
like play some play some music, play covers, and we go down there. He put like the chords on the on the TV screen, and we just play along to music. Right. And uh, and they actually taught me how to play the bass with it. He had a bass in his basement. Come on. And uh, <laughs> and my friend Rob is such a really good guitar good guitar player. He would teach me how to play the bass. He would teach me like on this one line, these other notes, and you just play this right here. You just do this, and wow. I would get good enough to just like start doing it myself and moving around and he would teach me how to move around on this thing and if you could play the G here here or here and I just would learn and learn and we would play and play and then we started playing our own stuff like we would just jam out and it would sound kind of good we would record it and uh, we were like oh man that, that sounds like a song let's do this let's do that then we started making songs and they were sounding okay my, one of right. my friend Jason Manns heard it and he was having a show at the Troubadour and he asked us if we would open up for him at the Troubadour. We would make three or four songs and come and open up for him at the Troubadour. And we did it. We got such a good response that we just kept it going. And then we went to, he asked us to come open up for him in Germany. So we went into a Germany. We went to Berlin, Frankfurt, Cologne. And we did like four shows in three different cities out there. And it was wow. insane. And now we just put an album out uh, on the 4th of this month. So... Saved Absolutely. by the ground, by Laurel, is out now. Streaming everywhere, streaming everywhere, which we're gonna we gonna definitely get into that, man. We're gonna take go to a, a little commercial break, and we're gonna come back, man, and, and let you get your shout outs, man, and give shout outs to all all the people that that show you so much love, all your supporters and everything, man. In a minute, we will be back with a one hundred five point nine, the vibe show, baby. <laughs> Rhythm 105.9, it's the Vibe Show. Vibing out right now with my main man, Carl McDowell, baby, in the building right now. Carl, what's up, baby? What's happening, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> Carl, man, we're going to, uh, right now, we're we, we going to get some shout outs, man. This is the, the time where you get shout outs, man, to all the people that you love, your supporters, your, your, your support group, man. Shout them out, baby. My support group, well, I mean, that would be my management, my T, Keaton Woods, Andy Anderson, SBV, like all my all the people that make keep me working. That's, that's my support group. And I got my friends out here. I got my, my band, uh, Left on Laurel. I'm in another band, the CJ Hammond Music. Uh, this boy can sing. I play bass for this band as well. And he's up and coming. This boy's going to be something special. Wow. Um, all the ballers people, all the Netflix people. I'm doing a movie with Netflix, The Babysitters 2, um, and Holiday. So, I mean, I'll, anybody that is coming in contact with me out here, shout out to y'all. Because I'm loving it. Loving life out here. That's what I'm saying, man. You all, you already got big things going on, man. After the ball, all after the ball, the thing. That's what I'm saying. Doors are already opening up, man. I mean, the, the the bag don't stop, man. You already know the bag. The bag is the bag is not gonna stop. You already know, Carl. Yo, let's uh, let's let's put those social platforms out there in ways that people can connect with you and and network with you, my brother. 
Okay. Uh, on Instagram, it's Carl D. McDowell. Just my name. Uh, Twitter is the same. Facebook, I rarely use, but it's also Carl McDowell. Um, I think that's that's pretty much it. I just got on TikTok, but I'm never on that thing, really. <laughs> I, I got to learn how to use it. For real, man. But it mostly, I'm mostly on Instagram. Right, man. Look, let's let's put the band info out there too, um, and and let's let them know where they can go out there and cop that project. It's out right now, streaming on all platforms. Which I need that. Um, I need to go get that because uh, I need to jam all that on, play that on, play that on here, man. Let's put let's let's let them know about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, really? All right. Uh, Left on Laurel um, is one band. C.J. Hammond Music is the other band. Uh, Left on Laurel has Saved by the Ground. Our album is out. And it's on all platforms. It's streaming. You can get it on iTunes. You, uh, you can get order of the vinyl. We have CDs. We have merch. Um, and with CJ Hannon, we have a song coming out uh, Friday, tomorrow. Wow. Cool. Uh, Life I Can't Lose. And uh, we have another single thrown. So he's cranking them out, too. So we'll, we'll listen, be everywhere. We got to... We, we... I mean, I would love for you brothers, y'all putting out all this dynamic music, man, to come back on here. I, I would like to get the exclusives, Carl. Come on. Come on this show and promote that thing so we can put that thing out there. Let's do it. I'm down. I know when CJ album come out, he'll be down. Uh, Left on Laurel. Uh, we'll, start, we'll start touring, I think, when the new year starts. So if you if you have us, we'll be there. Absolutely, man. We we definitely will. We definitely will. We, we like to stay in the loop on those good vibes. Carl, let's put them social platforms out there again in ways that people can connect with you, my brother, network with you. Instagram, Carl D. McDowell. C-A-R-L-D-M-C-D-O-W-E-L-L. Um, same with Twitter. Left on Laurel. And matter of fact, left on law. Is that their IG? That IG is uh, left on left on law, right? It's left on law. Okay. L e f t on l a u r e l. Okay, cool, cool. Y'all make sure that y'all go and uh, follow that follow that site as well. Follow their handle also um, at Carl D McDowell. Y'all make sure y'all follow my uh, my dude, man. Show him some love. Carl. Thank you guys. Thank you for the love. Carl, look, man, we really appreciate you uh, coming out here, hanging out, man. I really enjoyed myself. And listen, you got to come back on here, man. Anytime you want to come back on here, you promoting some music, whatever projects you got going on, man, the Vibe Show, we want the exclusive. So come back on here. Done. Done. You got it. Man, it's the one and Thank only. Thank you, my man. Thank you. You've been so cool. One and only Carl McDowell in the building. We appreciate that love, my brother. <laughs> It's the Vibe Show, Rhythm 105.9. We out. Listen, I just want to tell everybody, appreciate all the love. Y'all already know what time it is. We're going to get shout-outs to everybody that was on the live right now. Let me scroll back up right now and show love to everybody that jumped on the live. Let me bring this thing up here a little bit here. Okay. We got BB... BBG underscore K-I-E-V-I. Appreciate that love. Trey O433. Appreciate that love, Trey. Uh, 
J A L A N I underscore Will underscore O V I I underscore. Appreciate that love. Love y'all. New underscore J. Appreciate that love. The underscore gold underscore machine 10. Appreciate that love. Jada underscore N O R V I N. Appreciate that love. Underscore Vilges. V I L L E G A S underscore G. Appreciate that love. Fabulous. One L. Appreciate that love. Aman.9161. Appreciate that love. And N D E T A V Y O N D E P Y. Appreciate that love. Okay, let's keep on going here. Whoa, this list is still going, man. A lot of people on your show. Love, baby. Okay, we got J A I M E M. A-H-U-E Appreciate that love D-E-R underscore 1991 Appreciate that love T-A-P-A-N 6444 Appreciate that love Johnny Domino Hey Man you already know what it is Man you already know It's nothing but love Big homie Ali Ali Underscore Def Underscore M-P Appreciate that love Underscore W-E-E-D-I-E W-E-E underscore, appreciate that love. DJ underscore Boosie, what's up, King? I appreciate that love. O-M-E-R-T-A underscore 85, appreciate that love. B, man, you already know what it is, man. My partner B, man, showing love. I appreciate you jumping on, my dude. O-M-E-R-T-A underscore 85, what it do? My son, Tyler Flip. In the building, R-E-D-X 1901. Appreciate that flip. I love you, son. Uh, who else we got? Who else we got? We still got people on here. Dress underscore clothes, baby. Underscore retail underscore whole. Appreciate that love. D-C-F-F-I-R-S-T-L. Wait, wait, lady. Appreciate that love. You know what I'm talking about. Actor H-E-S-S Hess, what is that? Actor Chess Brown Man, I appreciate that love from you, my brother Alright, man, this IG acting crazy Jumping screens on me Y-K-S-A-G-E Dot lock Appreciate that love from you M-E-L-A-Y-S-H-I-A Dot C Appreciate that love Let me see, let me see Do we got anybody else on here? That is it. Listen, man, I appreciate that love. Y'all have a blessed rest of the evening. Be safe. Take care of yourself. I love y'all. Peace, love, and blessings. It's the Vibe King, Rhythm 105.9. I'm out.